Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey. We're sponsored again today by 4constructionpros.com and Caterpillar. Our topic today is on job site safety, and I'm joined on our podcast today with Morgan Grigsby, the Caterpillar safety expert. Morgan, we're glad to have you with us again today. And Lonnie Fritz, and Lonnie is the Caterpillar senior market professional of construction industries, especially over heavy construction equipment and, and road building. So welcome to both of you. Thank you for joining us on this very, very important topic. You know, one of the things we did talk about, Morgan, especially in, in some areas that we talked about, the smart camera in a past podcast was on the, the, the smart camera and the, and the impact that it's having and those type of things. Could you do just a brief, maybe maybe just a brief summary of uh, a little bit about why is it important to have the smart cameras? Why is it smart to have it? No pun intended. Why is it smart to have smart cameras in the in the vehicles? And what's the functionality of it? What's the benefit of having those for a contractor? Yeah, more than happy to talk about that, Brad. So bottom line, smart cameras are making safer sites. And that's that's our real focus. As, as you know, uh, our focus is getting people home every day. And by putting smart cameras on machines, uh, this particular camera that we're, I'm referring to is focused specifically on looking around the machine and alerting the operator when a person is detected around the machine. And based on that person's, that on the ground person's proximity, it'll give the operator a variety of different audible and visual alerts. And what we're doing with that is we're giving the operator the right information at the right time so that they can make the right decision for their situation. So instead of slamming a machine to stop, we can let them identify the situation and and do do what they need to do based on what's going on around them. And I know, Lonnie, I want to turn to you in just a moment, but Morgan, just to follow up on that, are you seeing an increased requirement by even contractors and why they're looking at having to consider putting uh, cameras in their vehicles to, to actually even bid on jobs? Yeah, we, we very much are. We're seeing it both from an industry perspective and a customer-led initiative, which to me is really exciting. I have a couple, couple customers that I'm working with that are not only requiring cameras on their machines, but on any subs that are wanting to come on the site, they also have to meet their camera requirements just to be able to bring a machine on the site. That's how committed they are to safety and how excited they are about about cameras as a solution to drive their their safety numbers forward. Yeah, Lonnie, I know that you're saying this. Give us your input on what you're seeing from contractors. And, and it is a very real deal about if they're serious about bidding work, they may have to add some of this uh, safety equipment to their arsenal of vehicles. Yeah, and it's, it's a growing trend for sure, Brad, even before the bid is submitted. Um, most situations <clears throat> are trending towards uh, having to be pre-qualified uh, from a safety aspect before you can even submit the bid for a contract. Um, the language is spelled out very clearly in the contract documents. You know, what are the safety requirements that qualify you to bid? And then once you are, um, you know, you're disclosing your health and safety program. You know, what is your accident prevention program? There's just manuals and binders back in the day, now obviously in a digital format, that have to be submitted, you know, so you can be on that bidder's list. Yeah. Um, other items include the recordable injury frequency 
And then, uh, you know, some of them get as far as fatalities. They want to know what your fatality record is. You know, is that zero fatalities within the last three years or you right. may not qualify? Yeah. Um, and the mod is always there too. You know, that is one of those yardsticks. Um, and that's the modification factor, which is basically a multiplier on their work comp. What is your mod rating? That that's to get on the list, you know, and so yeah, that's just, that's just, that to, get, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. just to get in the game, right? right so right, now once, right. once you're in the game and you are successful in, uh, in achieving, um, receiving that contract, now what you do on site, and we've all heard PPE, personal protective equipment, you know, there's requirements on the personal protective equipment, the signage of the site, the evacuation plans, the take cover plans, um, you know, first aid, CPR certified, but it's going as far as, especially on these larger jobs, is having that on-site safety officer. You know, if you're at the estimating, um, you're in estimating, you better be looking at these qualifications really closely, which you hopefully have in the front, on uh, the forefront, and putting that cost in there because you could have a, a, you know, an individual there, a safety expert or more, based on the number of employees, literally housed on that site. Uh, tending to all things safety. Now, one component of, those, uh, of that whole equation is, of course, is in the topic here is cameras. And, you know, in the specifications, you shall use smart cameras. You shall use such and such. You know, it's not just how to get the work done, but is what are those minimum requirements for the hardware, the software, when it comes down to safety solutions. And that falls into cameras and a lot of other, um, other safety aspects and uh, architecture and infrastructure that you need. You know, to stay with you a little bit longer, Lonnie, one of the things that, that I know you, we've talked about this on previous podcasts with the use of drones on job sites. I, I, I do want to say it's not a, it's not a high percentage. I can honestly say that, but I do have a, a, a growing trend. I see any way of, of GCs, especially on large projects using drones, even from a safety standpoint, are you, are you sensing or seeing any of that yourself? Yes, most definitely. Whether it be just having a whole nother snapshot of the job, you know, taking a different approach versus boots in the dirt. Let's see it from the air, which is why are great pictures captured from the sky, right? You know, and now we're doing it with the unmanned aerial vehicles, but also from a safety standpoint of not having to have workers go out in situations, let's say after a rain and you have to go out and inspect your erosion control. How many times have we heard of slips, trips and falls? And you have to walk into the distance and down the slopes and see if that perimeter erosion barrier has been blown out per se by a heavy rainfall or rainfall of any sort, you know, and there's paperwork to be filled out there. There's forms to be submitted after those rain events. So if you're mm -hmm. in a wet season, you could be making, you know, doing those inspections quite frequently by using a drone. You can say, stay in safekeeping out of harm's way and simply do those inspections uh, remotely per se. You know, M Morgan, I know you're, because of safety, I know you're more than aware, and ever, as ever, as most contractors are, of the OSHA. But there's an interesting case study, I think. Can you share with us some information about, I, I guess the way the story is, that there was actually sort of an incident, uh, but but there was, some, there was some good news in there as the contractor began and, and did install smart cameras. Yeah, so we did. Uh, we unfortunately we had a uh, a contractor who did have a job site injury. Thankfully, not a fatality. But obviously, the OSHA team was in there working with them to see how to mitigate that. Mm -hmm. And this is a this is an excellent excellent contractor, and they have a lot of health and safety practices in place already. Com that knowledge combined with their uh, addition of Cat Smart Camera actually uh, encouraged OSHA to not move forward with a fine for them. 
which was a pretty a pretty exciting story, both from a reactive perspective, but also that we know that they're they really care about keeping their folks safer on the site. And I've I've had the opportunity to to visit that site. It's a small pipeline application, and a lot of the operators that we're we're talking to are talking about how they really like having the additional technology solutions mm. because they know that not only that their company cares. But they're also feeling safer. They said it's a lot less stressful when they're working because there is so much going on. And, and I will confess that there's on sites often people are much closer to machines than I would prefer for them to be. But right. I understand that, you know, sometimes sometimes that's how things are. But the operators are feeling much more comfortable and confident operating because they have these cameras there and they're not having to monitor as many things. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because our focus really is a lot of the safety that we're dealing with on this podcast, again, relates to the importance of that camera. But that is taking some of the fight out of some of the steam with companies. They can't really argue much when the film shows something different, right? Absolutely. Using that data is is huge. Uh, not only from you know promoting safety, but from a training perspective of showing off the the right way to do things. You know, going back to OSHA for just a moment. I mean, obviously they have a job to do, um, but at the same time, it is interesting to me. I mean, every inspection is going to be a bit different. I understand that, but you know, I've had a couple of contractors who have shared with me just in the last year or so about when when the uh, when they were visited by OSHA. Uh, they were doing kind of a site inspection that the, one of the things they did check for first on vehicles is did they have cameras? And they felt like that, that in one case, they actually had a couple of vehicles that had not had those cameras installed yet. And uh, maybe it's coincidence, but they, they they felt like the OSHA probably was a little bit harder on them because they didn't have that because it was a sign that maybe they weren't following strong guidelines on PPE and, and some of the other things. So there is there seems to be a relationship there. Lonnie, when you look at this from your perspective, as you work with contractors as well, um, how serious are most of these contractors, you think, really taking this message of not just, I think the PPE is one thing, even though we still find failures in that at times, but about the cameras and surveying of the land from a safety standpoint and all that type of thing. How serious are these guys really and gals taking this? I want to say very serious and it's a growing, it, it continues to grow. It, it's, <clears throat> while it is scalable, like a lot of other technologies, it's, it's change management, but there's safety doesn't take a day off, right? And it's buy-in throughout the whole organization becomes it because it becomes cultural. And it's, you know, with cameras are, I use the 10, the, the pun is seeing is believing. And, you know, the picture's worth a thousand words and all those other um, key phrases because it, it really does resonate clearly. Um, contractors, as they become more and more aware of these technologies that are out there, they are adopting them. Um, and then on the other hand, like we talked earlier in the podcast, is the pre-qualification to bid. So it's kind of a left hand and a right hand is, you know, pulling in the adoption on their own because they've heard of it, they see it, they value it, or also because it's being required of them. Um, so we merge all that together. The good thing is I think we're all moving in the same direction, um, trying to, to create a safer site. And there's one other thing I wanted to share, too, is anytime we talk about technology, Brad, as we have in all kinds of podcasts prior to today, it's an investment. Grade, payload, compact, it all brings a return on investment and so does safety. It brings the biggest return on investment because there is no monetary value assigned, right, to keeping someone safe. 
and uh, preventing an accident or an injury. Well, that's exactly, and that's the bullseye I was looking for because that is the language that an owner is going to register with. They know safety is important. And, and my experience has been most owners, at least the ones I've always dealt with, they do care about their workers. They want people to go home safe. They want them to go home in one piece, that kind of thing. But at the same time, they are still looking for, they know they have expenditures. Are they? What are they bringing back on the ROI? And a lot of times, if you don't even get a chance to get on the bid list, <laughs> you cut yourself out of uh, opportunities for profit there. Morgan, I kind of feel like I want to give you kind of the last say here because of the topic. Is there any just maybe final guiding principles or thoughts that you'd like to leave with contractors as we as we bow out of this topic? Yeah, so one of the great things about a lot of the, the camera systems, because those are a relatively simple ad as it relates to increasing the technological life of a machine without the need to buy a new machine. But at, when we look at that, you know, there's a lot of technology that we're really used to that's coming over from the automotive side. And one of the things that I would encourage the contractors to do is they're investigating these different technologies is make sure that they're really robust enough and tough enough to handle our applications. Driving down a paved road is a lot different than the wear and tear that a tracked machine is going to put on these different camera systems. So making sure that they're really, really built for the construction application is key because adding a safety system, I'm always going to encourage that, but you don't want to have to be adding one every other week because it can't, it can't handle the abuse that, that we're going to put it through. That is great advice. And what a great way to close because that really does encourage those that are listening to this podcast that, you know, you don't want to certainly go off and go out and buy the least expensive off the market, you know, equipment. You you want something that's going to be able to take the test of endurance and that type of thing with our equipment. That's a great way. Lonnie, Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. This is an important topic. I know if you're listening to this as a contractor or a leader in a construction company, number one, thank you for the time that you've spent with us. Uh, we hopefully that you've used this. And by the way, there's other podcasts that obviously we have, I don't know, a couple of years worth now of podcasts of different topics, it's worth it to go back and try to find those. Look over at your uh, forconstructionpros.com and your academy.com sites uh, to find some of these podcasts we've done over the past. Hey, again, this has been Brad Humphrey for the Contractor's Best Friend podcast. We appreciate your time with us today. Hey, have a great year. Find more helpful information from CAT experts on cat.com on the tips, tech, and tools expert page.